0: Well, good morning. As we're focusing on the songs of the Saviour this Advent season, I could not help but think of one of my favourite newer Christmas songs that we've just seen, Mary, Did You Know? Now, I only discovered this song a few years ago and only just discovered as I was looking into it in these last couple of days that it was only written in 1984 by Mark Lowry and the music written by Buddy Green in 1991. And then originally recorded by Christian recording artist Michael English on his self-titled debut solo album in 1991 as well. Now at that time, English and Lowry were members of the Gaither vocal band and Green had been touring with them. The song since has gone on to become a modern Christmas classic recorded by hundreds of artists over different genres over the years. Now, this song also makes me reflect on one of my favourite um, Bible verses at this time of year. It comes up a few times through the year, but particularly at Christmas. It's Luke 2.19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Now, the first time we hear of this in Luke, of Mary treasuring and pondering these things, she's just given birth to Jesus. And it was just after the shepherds had been to visit. Now, the shepherds had been out in their fields, keeping watch over the flocks, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. They were told they would find him laying in a manger. Then a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests." We're told that when the shepherds had seen baby Jesus, they then spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all that heard of it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And then it's just after this where we hear Mary treasuring and pondering these things in her heart. Now, there was a lot for Mary to ponder There'd been several visits from angels by this stage. First to Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, then Mary herself, then Joseph, then the shepherds. Um, All of this was a lot to fully grasp without adding the fact that the baby you've just been given to and are now holding in your arms is the God who created the universe in the flesh Mary knew who her son was and even though there were many prophecies in the Old Testament, I don't think she really comprehended the suffering he would endure later at the end of his earthly ministry. But she definitely treasured what she did know and who he was. As we heard in the song, Mary, did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. I'm not sure if Mary really comprehended as she held baby Jesus in her arms that suffering that he would endure later in life as heaven's perfect lamb. I remember having a conversation with Rex Haywood many years ago when my girls were teenagers and saying, I'd love to see and know just what God has in store down the track. Now his very wise response to me was, no you wouldn't. God only reveals to us what we can cope with at the time. If Mary knew the suffering her son would face, would she have been obedient and accepted the call God had for her on her life to be the mother of the Saviour of the world? Not sure. As parents, we want to protect our children from suffering and heartache. But God had a bigger plan. It was a plan to save all people from their sins, it was a plan of love and grace. A way for all people, not just the Jews, to be welcomed into his kingdom for eternity. Because of Mary and Joseph's faith and obedience to God, we have an example of how we can live out our faith and obedience to God. Now, we know this was a big deal for a young Mary and Joseph. Last week, we heard about Mary and Elizabeth and the joy Elizabeth had as that older woman who'd been barren and now conceived in her senior years. But it was very different for a young Mary who was not yet married to Joseph. The shame that Mary and Joseph would have felt would have been immense. It could have actually even meant death for Mary according to Levitical law. In Luke, we hear of the encounter young Mary had with the angel. Luke one26 to 38. It's part of the story that we heard last week. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. Now a few things that I've pondered on this passage is that how amazing it was that Mary was told by the angel that she was going to have a son. There were no ultrasounds back then, probably no blood tests either, to see what sex your child was going to be. And I don't know about any of you uh, that have had children, but one of the fun but also challenging things can be choosing a name that both parents agree on. Mary had been told by the angel that they were to call him Jesus. So that was, I guess, a real blessing, wasn't it? It was one less thing to think of in the midst of all this. But Mary also asked for some clarification. How will this be since I'm a virgin? And it's okay to ask God questions and for, for clarity. I remember when I sensed God's calling here to KSBC, I really wasn't sure I was hearing correctly because it wasn't Kilside South Baptist Church that I was hearing, it was just Kilside South. So I asked God, If this position at KSBC is what you've been referring to, then let me be approached so I really know that it's you that's talking to me in this. Later that week, while attending a funeral here, Tim Dyer, the pastor at the time, asked me to come and see him before I left, so I did. And he said to me, I don't know if you're aware, but... We have a position available here for a pastor to seniors, and your name has come across my desk several times. And in my experience, someone approaching you might be just the confirmation you need. Well, I literally laughed in his face and told him how I'd sensed God speaking to me but wasn't sure, and told him of my prayer earlier that week. So, him approaching me definitely was a confirmation. But I still had to then step out in obedience and apply for the position and my name had to be brought forward to the church to be accepted. And I have to tell you that in the process, my faith wavered as the process took longer than I expected and the enemy really tried messing with my thoughts, as he does. But in the end, I just had to have faith. That if it was in God's will, then he would make it happen. And if it wasn't to be, then what lesson was he trying to help me learn? In Matthew, we read Joseph's account with the angel of the Lord. Matthew 1, 18 to 25 says, This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. because he will save their people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home to be his wife. But he did not consummate the marriage until she gave birth to a son. And gave him the name Jesus. So, today, as we ponder the faith and obedience of Mary and Joseph, how can we live this out in our own personal faith and act in obedience to the Lord? Because God requires our obedience before understanding. I came across this quote from Bill Johnson from Bethel Church in California, and it says, Obedience is not measured by our ability to obey laws and principles. Obedience is measured by our response to God's voice. One of the things I noticed from this passage is that both Mary and Joseph were in a quiet place, most likely on their own when the angel came to visit them. And what a comfort it must have been to them when they both shared about their own personal visit from the angel and that they were both told to call him Jesus. Now, I'm getting the feeling that this would have resolved a lot of potential discussion or maybe even conflict on what to name the baby. One thing was made pretty easy for them at least, wasn't it? (laughs) Sometimes for us these days, it's difficult to recognise if we're hearing from God as the noise from the world around us is often louder um, and that can confuse what we're hearing. Friday afternoon, I went with my girls and the grandchildren and some other relatives that are visiting from England into the city to see the Maya windows. Now, it was supposed to be quieter in the afternoon and I would have hated to have seen what it was like at any other time if that was the quietest time. But anyway, we didn't have to wait too long in the line to see the bluey windows. I loved seeing that you had a thing up there with bluey on it, Catherine. We hadn't talked before either. Um, Anyway, while we were there, we were at the last window seeing bluey and there was a group of people marching and shouting something. And one of my daughters said, ''What are they shouting? Are they shouting, ''No more shopping?'' Now, now I have to admit, once she'd said that, it was all I could hear also. But looking around and seeing the signs with the Palestinian flag and knowing what was going on over in that part of the world and then reflecting and pondering on the situation a bit more, I suspect what they were actually saying was no more shooting. But because of all the noise around and that I was not close enough to clearly hear, I'm still not really sure what was being said. Psalm 46:10 tells us to be still and know that I am God. You know, we need to find those quiet spaces in the hustle and bustle of life to hear God's voice so we can act in obedience to him. However and whatever he calls us to do. Because faith is acting in obedience before we see the whole picture. I don't think Joseph would have realised when he heard from the angel that he'd be taking Mary to give birth to her firstborn in a stable and seeing that picture again of what that might have looked like and seeing just down here the hay. It's not, it's not all the pleasantries that we sometimes see, is it, pictured before us. The story of the birth of Jesus says in, in Luke 2, says in those days Caesar Augustus uh, issued a decree, a census that would be taken from the, of the entire Roman world. So everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. God does not always reveal the whole picture to us. As I said, it was probably just as well Joseph didn't know that they would have to stay in a smelly stable and that Mary would give birth to Jesus there. So it was probably just as well that they already knew the name that they were to give the baby. As I've mentioned, God requires our obedience before understanding. In my journey to KSBC, it was, not, it, it was just as well that Leon and I did not know all that was to come in the years ahead. Now, I'm not saying... It's been bad. Far from it. We have felt truly blessed being here, but things have not been as I expected. Leon doesn't really like change, or Mr X. (laughs) He said he would like to have been called. But anyway, I figured everyone would figure out who Mr X was. Any rate, so I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) Um, He doesn't like change, and he was comfortable where we were. And God was not speaking to Leon like He was speaking to me. Not like with Mary and Joseph. Um, You see, Leon was not really on board at all. About 18 months prior to me hearing Kilsai South, I'd had eight weeks off from my previous role at another church with burnout. So Leon was concerned that I would be putting too much pressure on myself and he wanted to protect me from that. He eventually agreed that if I truly sensed God's calling, then he shouldn't try and stop me from applying and seeing where it might lead but he couldn't quite commit to saying he would join me while I was going through the process. He saw obstacles, like, firstly, I had to get an interview. Then, after the interview, I had to wait for an offer. Then, the church still had to vote on my appointment. After all those things came to pass, and just before I finished in my previous role, we'd had a holiday booked to Western Australia, on the way home in the airport, I downloaded some videos as I was planning to zone totally out and not talk to anyone as I knew um, as I, was, I was going to have a pretty heavy load when I returned to finish up at my old church. Once we got on the plane, a young guy sat next to us and not long into the flight, he pulls out his Bible and starts talking to Leon about the Lord. Now, I've still got my earphones in because I wasn't going to talk to anybody, remember. Um, But much to my amazement, Leon starts sharing how the Lord was leading us to KSBC and that if something is part of God's bigger plan, then nothing will stop it. Now, this was the first time I'd heard Leon openly sharing with someone, and a stranger at that, his part of our journey to KSBC. I think the young guy actually was a little bit disappointed because he'd been praying before he got on the plane um, that he could share his faith with someone. And he did share his story with us and we were greatly encouraged, but he was also encouraged in hearing our journey of obedience. Knowing that I'd heard God's voice and that he went before me as I was obedient to his calling to this role, um, that certainly helped me through the challenging times times when I was the last permanent pastor left, uh, less than a year into the role through the challenges of COVID and over the years as church folk become friends and then are called to glory. Even though we know that they are now with the Lord, there is still grief for those left behind. We can't obey God if we don't know him through his word. Now, there's many ways we can connect with God's word these days, whether you prefer a paper-bound Bible or a Bible app on your phone where you can read or listen to the word of God. We really don't have any excuses these days. We all need to take the time to connect with God and listen for his voice, not just bring our lists of requests to him. And I've been just as guilty of that over the years. Is God just asking for your obedience today in just spending more time with Him reading His Word? You know, the Bible apps these days, you can set a reminder for a particular time of the day uh, on your phone. Maybe you need more accountability and encouragement from others. So why not chat to some of your friends and start a connect group and study God's Word together? How has God been challenging you to obey recently? We heard a few examples of um, where God might be able to use you as Jordan um, went through the announcements this morning. So maybe God's been challenging you to uh, use your gifts and talents to serve his kingdom either here in uh, the church or in the wider community. Maybe God's been challenging you to become a church member or get baptised. Or maybe, like the shepherds and the guy that we met on the plane, God is calling you just to tell others of Jesus and what he's done in your life. My response to God's voice is to continue pressing in and being obedient to how he is leading me. (laughs) And that's actually one of the reasons why I'm up here today sharing this message with you. Um, I know early on in my interview, one of the things that I said, I don't preach. Um, I think part of the the job description at the time was, you know, maybe preaching once or twice a year, and I went, mm, well, I don't really preach. Um, I've shared a few things, devotions and stuff now and then, and sent through some things, but no. But God has certainly had other plans for me since I've been here. Proverbs sixteen nine in the New King James Version says this: A man's heart plans his way but the Lord directs his steps. I had actually prepared a message for Glengolan before I went away to Yarrawonga for our annual holiday with Leon's family. And when we returned from our holiday with COVID, um, I was not going to be able to visit Glengolan and share that message there. It seemed a waste that I'd been so organised um, but couldn't use my message and sensed God's prompting to speak to Pete and let him know that I had a message that would fit in to the theme of the songs of the Saviour that I could possibly use Christmas Eve or Christmas Day if that was helpful. Uh, Then we discovered Pete came down with COVID, so he was not going to be able to preach here today. It seemed God was already going ahead of me, but instead of my thoughts of Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, which I really wasn't, planning on Christmas Day, but anyway, uh, he directed my steps to share this message today. <laughs> uh, in another version, Proverbs 16.9 says says it this way, in a man, in his heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And this verse has often, I've said to people, comes back and bites me on the backside too many times, <laughs> I think one way, and then God's going, no, this way. Anyway... In Romans we're told we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death. But the good news is the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mary and Joseph's obedience led them to raise Jesus Christ, God in human form. Jesus' obedience led him to the cross so that all who put their trust in him will not perish but have eternal life. One day, we will all face the Lord and we'll have to give an account of our obedience to him. What words will you hear from Jesus when you meet him to give an account for your life here on earth? Will it be, well done, good and faithful servant, or I never knew you? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that... At this time, we can remember you coming to earth in flesh as a baby. And we can never look at these things really separately because you came to earth with a purpose. A purpose to guide us all and give us an example of how to live a life, a perfect life, and even though we will never measure up, Lord, all we need to do is put our trust in you to confess our sins to you and you are faithful and just to forgive our sins. So we thank you for what you have done. Lord, we continue to pray that your Holy Spirit will work in us and helping us to be obedient to whatever it is you call us to. In Jesus' precious name, amen.